God gives to us generously so we can do the same for others. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. I want to talk about giving for a minute. Not just any giving, but generous, abundant giving. But first I have to tell you a story. It's a true story that took place in the early 1900s about a young man named William Borden. Now, William was born into privilege and was the first heir to the Borden dairy fortune. Being well-traveled, William had seen firsthand the desperate needs of people in many different cultures. And after graduating high school, he wrote a letter to his parents and he announced that he intended to devote his life to service in the mission field. At that time, he wrote in his Bible two words, no reserves. He then went on to Yale College and became an exceptional student and a leader who led a movement of spiritual renewal on campus. By his senior year, over 1,000 of Yale's 1,300 students were attending weekly Bible study. While in college, he established the Yale mission to give aid to homeless people. After graduating from Yale, William could have moved immediately into the huge family business or taken a number of job offers, but he never wavered over his calling. He went on to Princeton Seminary, and he graduated two years later. Then finally, it was time for his first missions appointment. He set sail for Egypt to reach Muslims for Christ. And on the way, he wrote two more words in his Bible. No retreats. William arrived in Cairo, threw himself into the task at hand, but when day, within days, he became ill. He was stricken with spi- spinal meningitis, and within a few months, William died at the age of 25. When the news of his death reached America, the entire country mourned. In terms of human logic, the death of such a promising young person was so tragic But that's not the way young William saw it. During his last hours of life, he penned two final words in his Bible. No regrets. When we think of giving, we almost always relate the subject to money. 
how much we have, how much we can afford to part with. We think of tithing and our obligation to our church and special projects like missions, but that's just a small part of what true, generous giving is all about. William Borden didn't live a long life, but he lived a full life, full of hope, full of faith, and full of the love of God in others. His purpose in life guided his every decision, especially the one to walk away from a life of incredible wealth and affluence. William was the best kind of generous, abundant giver. He made his life his gift to God. You see, most of us like to think we would all be generous givers if first we were blessed with enough money or enough talent. But the truth is, being a generous giver starts from within. When we understand that what matters most to God isn't our money or our logic, but simply our love. The kind of love that can walk away from what's comfortable to be sure we have it. And the kind of love that can't help but to be shared with others. And the kind of love that knows it's a blessing and a privilege just to be able to give. The Apostle Paul revealed a promise along with the purpose. When he wrote the believers in Corinth, he said, You will be made rich in every way. Well, that's the promise. He goes on, So that you can be generous on every occasion. And there's the purpose. God gives to us generously so we can do the same for others. I believe when we can start giving on purpose like that, that's when we can start living with the purpose that God intends for us to have. And that's when those six words that young William wrote in his Bible will be our legacy as well. No reserves. No retreats. No regrets. We all strive to be strong, not weak. But the problem is we were all created with some strengths and weaknesses. Stay tuned for some good news. God's power is made perfect in your weaknesses. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. 
How many of you remember the line of this scripture? When I am weak, then I am strong. Have you heard that before? Well, I want to talk about that in just a moment, right after I share a little humor with you, okay? Here we go. A lady called her pastor. The pastor was a wise gentleman who had that calm, reassuring voice that oozes confidence. The lady, who was obviously crying, said, Pastor, I was born blind, and I've been blind all my life. I don't mind so much being blind, but I I have some well-meaning friends who tell me that if I had more faith, I could be healed. The pastor then asked her, Tell me, do you carry one of those white walking canes? Well, yes, I do, she replied. Okay, then, the pastor says, the next time one of your well-meaning friends says that to you, I want you to hit them over the head with a cane and then tell them, if you had more faith, that wouldn't hurt. (laughs) Yeah, that's the kind of thing you would say. Just just, just to set the record straight. (laughs) Well, you know, it it is in our nature to believe that that all weakness is a bad thing. We all strive to be strong, not weak. And we grow up aspiring to develop strong minds and strong bodies to create successful lives. But the problem is, we're all created with some strengths and some weaknesses. And recognizing these weaknesses and knowing how to deal with them is just as important to achieving a successful life as capitalizing on our strengths. You know, we all know somebody personally, and we certainly know of people who have accomplished tremendous success just just to fall hard due to their, their weaknesses. And a recent easy example to point to would be Terrell Owens, T.O., the, the uh, Dallas Cowboy football player. I mean, what a tremendous athlete. He's such a force on the playing field, it, it just seems like there's nothing that he can't do. But his weaknesses in managing his personal relationships and his fame are severely hampering his success in life. But you see, God made us all with strengths and weaknesses. And to understand the scripture that we were talking about, when I am weak, then I am strong. You have to understand where the Apostle Paul was coming from when he wrote it. He was in the middle of defending his ministry in a letter to his beloved Corinthians. And he was responding to criticism by church people who was jealous of his impact on the people of Corinth. And they had made this observation that while Paul wrote really great letters, in person, he was a very unimpressive figure physically. And he had no charisma at all as a speaker. And and you know, it would be natural for, for, for Paul to have been hurt by those comments. I mean, after all, he knew that all of his efforts toward those people were sincere. And no one could argue with of what Paul had witnessed and survived in his life, especially for the cause of Christ. I mean, he was beaten a number of times. He was thrown in prison. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. 
I mean, just about everything you could imagine had happened to Paul. But his response to the Corinthians was something like this. He said, you know, I could, I could brag about all the things I've seen and done. About my first-hand relationship with the Lord. About my vision of heaven. About all the persecution that I've suffered. I could tell you all these things to dispute my, my critics. But instead, I want to brag about my weakness. Because God knows I've got them. And in spite of them, the Lord himself told me, my grace is sufficient for you. Now listen to this. And he said, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul went on to say, I'm happy to boast about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. I'm happy for the insults. I'm happy for the hardships, the persecution. And in all difficulties, here's where it came, where, where, the, where, the, where the line is. I'm happy for all the problems. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. What an amazing revelation. We can acknowledge our weaknesses so that Christ can perfect us. I mean, can we really count our, our weaknesses as a blessing from God? Well, the Apostle Paul showed us that we can. Because for every inability that we have, for every iniquity that we're tempted by, for every infirmary our body deals with, Jesus knows we have it. And Jesus has promised to work on us all the way to per perfection. The message is that our strengths and our weaknesses belong to Him. So don't let your shortcomings and your insecurities and your doubts and your failures cause you to run from God. For these are the very things that God wants to reveal His power to perfect in you. And you might say, well, I'm just too messed up. Just got too many weaknesses. Well, let me tell you today that the more weaknesses that you have, the more miraculous the work that can be done in your life through Jesus Christ. You can't overcome them by yourself. But with Christ, you can say, for when I am weak, then I am strong. A few minutes ago, the song said, He's the defender of the weak. He, com he comforts those in need. He lifts us up like wings of eagles. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. Say that with me. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. What a beautiful word from the Lord. Did you know that life is like a race? Coming up next, Jesus wants you to know you are not running alone. He is right there with you. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor.
They say it takes two to tango, but it only takes one Nevo Tools Tango to provide two high-power light sources and also serve as a power bank for your USB-powered devices. This fully rechargeable work light is lightweight yet rugged and features a seven-position arm that rotates 180 degrees, functioning as a hanging hook, carry handle, or kickstand. Use the 250-lumen spotlight, the 750-lumen work light, or combine in turbo mode for 1,000 lumens of intense illumination, the Tango. Just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. How many of you will admit to buying a lottery ticket this week? Yeah, I thought so. I might as well confess it too. I bought some. I don't know why. It was a $600 million lottery. And do you know I read that the odds against winning are so incredible that it's more likely that you will become president than winning the lottery. They say that it's more likely that an amateur golfer makes a hole-in-one twice in the same round of golf. Did you know that? And my favorite one is this. It's more likely that you will die from your underwear catching on fire than to win the lottery. So after that, do you feel lucky? Yeah, I don't feel very lucky. So in order to cheer you up because you didn't win the lottery, I want to encourage you this morning by telling you a story about a race I ran years ago. You know, when I was a 20-year-old college student, I worked as a valet parking attendant at a fancy restaurant in Dallas. The parking lot was pretty small, so it was normal that on a busy day I would have to park cars way down the street and then run all the way back to get the next one. So one day, while parking a car quite far away, just as I started running back, a well-dressed man had also just parked his car and began jogging toward the restaurant just like me. In a few seconds, there we were, side by side, jogging down the sidewalk together. I glanced over and I immediately recognized that the man was none other than Bob Hayes the Dallas Cowboys football player and Olympic sprinter who was widely known then as the world's fastest human being. Well, I don't know what possessed me to do it, but I looked over at him and I said, hey, you want to race? Without hesitation, he says, go for it, man. So I took off and there we went right down McKinney Avenue running all out, me running as fast as I could, and him just gliding effortlessly beside me in his business suit and $1,000 shoes with his tie blowing behind him. We approached the entrance to the restaurant neck and neck, and right at the end, he pulled up slightly, and I finished one step ahead. And while I had my hands on my knees trying to catch my breath, Bob Hayes world's fastest human being straightened his tie he winked and he said see you later man it was if he already knew that later when i would tell dana and my friends that i had raced the world's fastest human and won that they wouldn't believe it any more than i did that i could actually challenge him in a foot race 
That's because Bob Hayes knew he was the fastest man. He knew he had nothing to prove, and he had the Olympic gold medals to back it up. Well, Bob Hayes passed away some years ago and was eventually put into the Football Hall of Fame. But I will never forget our race or the marvelous life lesson that can be applied to that unique experience. Because you see, there really is a parallel. Because if life is like a race, and the Apostle Paul tells us it is, he said, run the race in such a way as to win the prize. So as Christians, we should know that Jesus is always right beside us, and if we're running, he's running too. Of course, he's much stronger and faster, and like Bob Hayes, he can easily outrun us if he wanted to, but he runs right there beside us within easy reach, many times allowing us to stick our neck out in front a little to experience life and all the hurt and the pain that can come with it. In our minds, the race of life is a competition. But Jesus runs beside us for other reasons. He has nothing more to prove. Having overcome the cross and the grave, he's the ultimate, he's the eternal champion, has the scars to prove it. He's running beside you because he loves you. He's pushing you, training you, urging you to go for it and providing the confidence that you can win your race of life by trusting in him. More than anything today, Jesus wants you to know that you are not running alone. Whatever your situation is, health problem, relationship, falling apart, family crisis, or a serious financial issue, Jesus is right there. You're within his grasp each and every step. His last words to the disciples before he ascended to heaven was, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. The race of life, your race of life, is meant to be run with him. And it's meant to be one in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. 
Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.